0: You're listening to the Salt Creative Podcast, where our mission is to create and prepare disciples ready to influence the world. Welcome back. You are listening to the Salt Creative Podcast. We're stoked to have you on board as listeners. And today, my name is Mitchell. I'll be hosting today. The guest that I have in front of me here is one that we've run into on the podcast before. We're stoked to have him then and we are stoked to have him now, Eddie Hippolyte. Hey, are you? I'm good, Mitch. That's good to be good. back.
1: Good. Good to be back for round two. Round two. <laughs> here we are. We made it.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm so glad we're having you back on the podcast. Um, now, the reason that uh, we're getting you on today is because... Uh, you are the speaker for Converge, mm. which is the live podcast setting right now. We are recording from Converge, um, and I just wanted to hear first of all, awesome! You've been delivering some talks so far. Thank you. Um, we've heard two from you so far. We're recording this on a Saturday afternoon, um, and they've been fantastic. Thank they've you. They've been phenomenal. I New insights. I appreciate the kind. Amazing. And uh, the affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate the affirmation. Look, you'll you'll get more from me later on. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I um, just wanted to touch on quickly, uh, in the first episode that we recorded with you, mm-hmm. uh, which if you're a listener, you should definitely go back and listen to again, it was a fantastic episode, bombshells of truth and, and, <laughs> and, and just basically Eddie being a poet for 40 minutes, it was amazing, it's <laughs> fantastic. Um, go back and have a listen to that if you haven't heard it already. Uh, but we talked a little bit about how Eddie, you, uh, well, you are a poet. A lot of, the, a lot of the, 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 the lines that you've been giving us in the, in, the, um, in the talks that you've given us so far have been amazing, just fantastic, really like to stick in your mind, mm-hmm. amazing. So first question, uh, I want to hear a little bit about your process behind uh, how you think of what you're talking about and how mm-hmm. it's relevant and, mm-hmm. um, and how you execute it here. Mm-hmm. So we'll start at the start. What was it about the subjects that you've chosen that made you decide, this is what I'm going to talk about for Converge? This is what the youth need to hear?
1: Um, well, when I was contacted by Jeff and he, um, he had given me uh, a kind of outline about what people was talking about in terms of the youth leaders, in terms of uh, the direction they wanted to go. Uh, in terms of some of the things that they were feeling. But they were in just like... It was It was in so many different places. I'm, I'm actually, while I'm talking to you, uh, um, I'm actually looking back over... Uh, uh, looking back over the... Um, looking back over the text messages. And... So, yeah, some of the things he came back with from the discussion, yeah, conviction and revival, being a leader um, because of Christ, connection, certainty in a messy world. Uh, so it got me thinking about, well, how do I speak to a, generational, a generation of, you know, Gen Z, you know, millennials? How do I speak to them about certainty? How do I speak to them? about where they find themselves in this messy world. What do I speak about? And the more I thought about the what um, I speak about is the more it was coming back to the who I speak about. And, and I felt like of all, of, of, of all the people that they needed to be refocused on in this, in this space that they find themselves, I felt like, like we need to just go back and start talking about Jesus again. We really... We really just need to bring it back to, you know, as the song says, Jesus at the center of it all. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of in my mind. That, that was in my, my mind space. Uh, because then, you know, Jesus is the why of everything. You know, why we believe, why we live, why we have faith, why we have hope. Jesus is at the center of all of that. So for me, he was the who and the what that I felt we needed to be talking about. But then, well, really, what aspect... Of that, and it, it it popped into my mind of Jesus speaking to his disciples in John fourteen just before the crisis of his arrest and his trial, then his subsequent murder and execution, that I felt like well that's where I need to speak because that experience is what would have disrupted everything that they believed, everything they had seen, everything that they know. And I realized that Corona had done that for all of us. Mm-hmm. And the certainty was that Jesus was describing himself as way, as truth, and as and as life. So that was the thought process that I went through um, in terms of nailing down something much more solid as far as what they were looking for, for Converge for this year. And then from there began the process of my my writing process. But that's how I really came to, that's how I came to the, uh, how I landed, as it were, sailed into that port. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus as way, truth, and life. You know, that's how I navigated the seas in order to get to that port. Okay.
0: Cool. Um, We talked a little bit in the in the first talk um, about the. And you, you called it the apparatus, mm. which is a great word, <laughs> fantastic word. Um, but the apparatus of our routines and events keeping our spirituality alive. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you is, um, I, I suppose, relevant for, for this time. Mm. Um, how has COVID affected your apparatus? Or like what are your techniques of dealing with, um, of, of staying close? How do you stay close? What is your, well... I feel like I'm leading to a very obvious answer here, but I, I just want to hear a little bit about um, your devotion with God. Well, it's been up
1: and down. I think, like everybody, um, w- people have experienced or had their experience uh, with God disrupted, you know, whether it be through church, whether it be through work, whether it be through um, loss. Uh, Whether it be um, through the loss of routine, spiritual routine, uh, the weekly routine of service, the weekly routine of uh, coming up at leading, Mm -hmm. being in the church communities, whatever it may be, um, or just the daily routine, the daily routine of... Now, having to shift your working day because your kids aren't at school and you have to homeschool them. So, all of that, and believe it or not, all of that affects the way we think about God, the Mm -hmm. way we think about the certainties. You know, I think like we sometimes view God as um, a real comfortable pair of slippers, you know, that we wear when we're at home. But now that you've been just pulled out into a world that has gone crazy all of a sudden the, the comfortable pair of slippers they just know i need to wear hardworking yeah. boots now yeah, this okay. ain't time for comfortable slippers um and and so like god and and devotion and spirituality in times of upheaval somehow they they seem to not we don't we don't we don't see the need of them we don't see the importance of them because we're trying to figure out the world and i think for me I I went through those journeys, you know? And I think what what COVID did at its beginning was made me forget the apparatus, forget the normal things that I do because I had to now chase work. I had to do, you know what I mean? I I, I had to deal with the upheaval of everything that had taken place in, 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 in my life. With COVID, the shutdown of the planet, um, the loss of income, just a whole bunch of other things. And, you know, for a moment, like I said, the apparatus of, well, boy, just calm your spirit and pray. You know, calm your spirit and think. You know what I mean? What are the things that you normally do with God that gives you certainty and gives you surety? In, you know, in the immediate, it, it was lost. But as as, <laughs> I suppose, as it settled into, well, this is where we are, then... The immediate um, the, the immediate pressure kinda had to take second space because I needed much more of I, I needed much more of a certain approach, I needed much more of a concrete way of dealing with the world. And that's when I started to remember, oh yeah, okay then. So this is where we pray, and this is how we pray. Mm-hmm. This is where we encourage. This is how we remember. You know, like this is to strip back you, to basics. You literally yeah. strip everything back to basis, and for me, that that um, was was the journey that I took. And I don't think that I'm different from any other person. I think that on one level or another, we we all had to do that. Um, and so, you know, remembering to write, remembering to mm-hmm. Speak, remembering that there's a world of pain that is being endured outside of my world of pain. Mm-hmm. Remembering that God still puts something in your spirit and in your journey in order to encourage somebody else. Remembering that you're still called to that. <laughs> you know, so all the these are all the things that settled back in. And so um, last year I spent a lot of time. Um, a lot of time in that on social media spaces, just encouraging, just reminding people, um, and I suppose in reminding them, I'm reminding my own soul, I'm reminding my own spirit, you mm-hmm. know. So that was the journey. That was the journey last year.
0: Mm. So you you are a, a consultant. Remind me of your um, your area.
1: I am a, a I am a leadership consultant, a life development consultant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, leadership and life development consultant. Um, so I spent a lot of time working with leaders last year working with organizations last year um, just around the area of resilience um, Mm -hmm. the the area of self-development you know um, corporate well-being you know so I spent a lot of time doing that and then really in other spaces just straight up preaching (laughs) encouraging churches and preached around the world like literally in a day you know through zoom yeah you know preach in Australia, we're always, a day, we're always a day ahead, you know. Um, so, like, li- literally preaching across the church's day um, and getting to bed at like four o'clock in the morning, getting to bed at four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay. Um, because you're preaching into the day before, yeah. you know, at different, at different spaces. And so, yeah, I, I think once we remind ourselves that there is an other world that is taking place outside of your world, and and that the world can also be encouraged by your world mm-hmm. then it it enables you to to function differently it hel- enables you to function um, with 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 outstretched hands you know not feeling that you're begging but outstretched hands that that like you're helping
0: mm. you it changes your perspective oh, on the situation
1: man. it changes it so much changes it so much you know um and it deepens your resolve as well it deepens your resolve to all right uh, I'm going to take a much more healthy approach to where I find myself um i'm going to take a much more uh much more um in a much more spiritual approach mm-hmm. you know to take a, a a much more encouraging approach and so for me that that was um the journey of 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 twenty twenty and that i suppose what that that in to a large degree is what Help me maintain my sanity. <laughs> help me maintain um, my spiritual um, acumen. Um, help me ma- maintain my spiritual focus. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you've got an uncanny ability of answering the questions in my head before I've <laughs> said them. So I'm just trying to. Oh, there's there's so many things at play here, but um, oh, it's so good to hear. Um, I want to have a chat to you. You were you used. Um the Greek word methodia. Remind mm-hmm. like tell me if I'm saying mm-hmm. that wrong because yeah. I, do, I don't I yeah. don't speak Greek methodia, or understand yeah. Methodia. Yeah. Um and that means just a worked out process. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was yeah. your yeah. Um that was yeah. also M- from the worked out pro-
1: process methodology kind of like technical approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're talking yeah. about in your your COVID yeah, approach, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your
0: 2020 journey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: So stepping forward a little bit, uh so this morning's talk, Saturday morning's talk, you talked about uh, finding truth. Mm-hmm. That was the title of your talk. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more? Um, just tell tell listeners that, that haven't been here at Converge. Yeah. More about what you're talking about. Well,
1: I'm 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 speaking from the perspective of a person is speaking, and Jesus is saying to them, "I am way, I am the way, the way. I am the truth. I am." the life, and it's a person who is not speaking about an abstract idea of himself. He said, no, embodied within me, I am not the truth, I am truth, I am truth as it is. Truth as it is, as it is in God, truth as it is revealed through God in the human experience. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, you know, I was making them understand that Jesus is saying the way is a person. The way is, the truth is actually a person. Life is actually a person, not just that life comes through a person. No, life is a person, you know. And 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 the, and and the biblical record bears that out. So, in terms of speaking about Jesus, um, I'm, I've, I've been trying to get people to understand, you know, our our great thing as Adventists is we have the truth. But that's a very Greek idea, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because the Bible in the i in the Bible, truth is never. Ex- truth is never presented as a set of like the- the- theoretical ideas that's not a bi- that's not found in the hebraic world truth is presented and uh, and represented by the person and, and by the person of god and god's dealings and god's actions in the human world mm-hmm. that's how they understood truth you know god acts we see we believe we trust we follow you know and so I was bringing them back to the whole idea that just before this crisis, Jesus is trying to help them understand everything that you believe is about to be destroyed, but I am the truth of everything you believe. I am the way through everything you believe. I am the life in everything that you believe me personally. Don't lose that. You know what I mean? I know, I know you're going to lose that (laughs) because the trauma of what is about to happen is about to destroy all your world's but when it's when all is said and done i need you to come back to the person that is here you know and that's what i've been trying to get people to understand um in this post truth world in which we live truth is only now trusted in the lived experience people need to see us act and see our hearts before they believe our words mm-hmm. you know by the what I mean? by the by their yeah, fruits you will know yeah them. jesus you know and and that is the gift that jesus has given a non-believing world—that is the gift that Jesus has given a non-believing world. You know that is that is the um, they, there's that type of spiritual intuitiveness in the world, and it's God who's acting through that spiritual intuitiveness. We want to write write it off as Eastern mysticism, like no, God is operating outside of us, and He's enabling people to to hear Him, so that when they and they hear Him, but when but they will hear him when they see us mm-hmm. and they see our actions and they see our hearts. They will hear our hearts speak and they say, yeah, I know that voice. And I know that life. I know that. You know." And then they will like, oh, it's Jesus. Oh, snap. All right. I didn't realize it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, but what we want to do is we want to just talk information. But we're living in a talked out world. And we're living in a world in where people is just, they're they're cynical of information because no one knows what to believe. I mean, just look at last year um, and this year and look at where we find ourselves with COVID. Just that. And the amount of conspiracies that are out there. Like no one, I I watched an interview with a nurse and the nurse was saying it was heartbreaking that even while people were dying of COVID, she said, I'm treating this woman, and the woman is dying, but she's saying she still don't believe in it. And she said, she, but, you know, and the nurse was like, yeah, no, but this is what's affecting you. Like, no, we can't be, blah, blah. And in the end, she she said she died, and she died not believing in the thing that killed her. <laughs>
0: wow. And
1: that's and that's simply because we are living in a world that is talked out, you know, and and so God is... You know, not that information isn't true, but people now need to see your heart, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's what God was willing to do with himself first, with Jesus Christ. He said, if you really want to know who I am, I'm going to come in flesh so you can see my heart. Mm -hmm. So when you see me deal with this woman caught in adultery, when you see me call Matthew to be my disciple, you know, when you see me deal with um, um, Zacchaeus, when you see me deal with the demoniacs. When you, see me heal the, um, when you see me heal the servant of a hated Roman, and then turn around and say that Roman's faith in me is the greatest faith I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> I haven't even seen the people of Israel exercise greater faith. Yeah. When you see all of that, you will know what my heart is. When you see those actions in my son, you will know what my, my um, heart is. And so that's why he kept on saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. Yeah, you're gonna see him, but once you've seen him, you need to hear him mm-hmm. and hear what he's saying. Because what he's saying is what I am trying to say to you. And so, yeah, that's what I've been trying to get them to understand. We need to strip it all the way back to Jesus again. Mm-hmm. So that everything that we do and everything that we say and everything that we believe, it actually makes sense. And we can see how it actually works in, 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 in the world. Mm-hmm. you know. And, 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 and that's what I'm going to really explore in the next Sermon where Jesus says, I am life, understand what that means and talk about the worlds in which we're caught. We're caught between the mountain of um, orthodoxy, of teaching, you know what I mean? And orthopraxy mm-hmm. of, of, of behavior, <laughs> that's where we're caught. We're caught, but there is an actual, there's a third place in the valley um, that will save us between these two mountains that give meaning to the two mountains, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the place of orthopathy. You know, orthodoxy is right thinking, right teaching, orthopraxy is right behavior. And that's what we are. Mm-hmm. We think right, we behave right. But our hearts are just, <laughs> our hearts are just so far from it. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to give us orthopathy, which is the right heart. And so that's what we're gonna establish.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> I'm excited, it's going to be great No doubt if you are um, having a chat to a person who went to Converge and felt the spirit move They'll be uh, excited to tell you a little bit more mm-hmm. about what uh, what Eddie talked about But uh, yeah, for the rest of us here, it's a, a mystery as to yet <laughs> um, But a, a quick rundown, for mm-hmm. those that listen to the podcast and, and don't that didn't come to Converge uh-huh. Can we get a, a quick little... I mean, I don't want to say spoilers, but just a quick like express version. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may have just given it mm-hmm. of each. Oh, just the oh yeah. Well, of each.
1: So the express version of everything,
0: of everything as a as a whole. As a whole, yeah. the 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 big picture that that converges are going to be going home with the big picture
1: that convergers are going to go home with is that I need to be more connected to the person than I then I realize that there is a person of Jesus Christ out there, not just a teaching of Jesus Christ. You know, we don't serve, you know, and I've, I think I've said it two, twice in a row now, we do not serve a dead philosopher. Mm-hmm. We serve a living person. And I need to be connected to the person. I need to understand, am I actually connected to the person or am I just connected to the theories of Jesus? Am I connected to the doctrines of Jesus? Jesus isn't a doctrine. Jesus is a person who is so deep that we make doctrines up about him. But Jesus himself is not a doctrine. You know, we may say um, we may teach Christology, but Jesus is not. Jesus is not a Christological idea. Jesus is actually a person that we create a Christological idea out of Mm -hmm. that we create a Christological idea about. And that's where we have to actually come back. Um, so that the, the the teachings make sense, what he calls us to makes sense, the fact that it's safe to follow him makes sense, you know. The fact that um, when life gets messy and life gets uncertain, he's the person that stays certain, you know, as God and as and, and revealed as man. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense, you know. When I when I see how he navigates life and how he navigates the world in which he lives. And I understand that his world is not removed from my world. The only difference is technology, but the human heart and the things that drove human heart and drove human behavior, they remain the same. So if I connect myself to that person and begin to understand how that person now begins to connect themselves to me, then yeah, I'll, I'll have stability and I'll have certainty mm-hmm. and I'll have, I'll have courage. To, to just keep on moving in this in in the direction that I'm moving so that's where I want that's where I want everything to land awesome whenever. all the more
0: important in in
1: today yeah. oh,
0: in this world
1: more than ever
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know feel like we've needed it more than ever now um, mm-hmm. feel like it's uh, in that space of yeah yeah moving from what what we uh, we think we know about God to what is actually to be known. You know, um, a friend of mine said, you know, people, they don't see the world as it is. They choose to see the world as they are. And God didn't come to see the world as he is, because if he only sees the world as he is, we're all finished. Mm -hmm. You know, he came to be in the world as it was. And him being there enabled the world to see them see themselves as God is, you know, that's, that's why God was so beautiful. You know, I always say, why do, why do, why do, in the new, in, in the new Testament, why are sinners always running to Jesus? But when we come around as Christians, they run as far as possible. Like, where is the disconnect? Like, sense. yeah, it's I'm like sinful me. They're running far from pure Jesus. They, they can't get enough of. And Spirit said to me one day, Spirit said, Ed, it's because Jesus gave them hope. He made them feel hopeful. And as Christians, we don't make people feel hopeful.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we make them feel judged and condemned. What is it in us that needs to change in order to, to, to share that hope?
1: What can we do? I think we need to be honest about our own hearts, and then we need to be clear again about what it is that the kingdom is doing in the world what it is that the kingdom is doing in the world. One thing I'm gonna to share tonight is, um, or one thing I would have shared tonight <laughs> is that the kingdom never came to be relevant. The kingdom is not about being relevant. The church is not about being relevant. The church has never been about being relevant. The church is about being present mm-hmm. because sin already makes us in irrelevance. When Adam and Eve sinned and went in, and God came into the garden God was an irrelevance to them. Mm -hmm. And you know that because they hid. But what did God do? God came to be present in the mess they had made. Then he said to them, what did you do? Oh, we we messed up. Can you fix it? No, we can't. Do you want me to fix it? Can you? Yeah, I can fix it. Okay, please, would you fix it? And then that's when God came in and he fixed it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, when they saw that God can fix it, that's when God became relevant. You know what I mean? And he had to move in that way because salvation is a choice. Salvation is a choice. Yeah. He had to respect their power to choose. And you can only respect a person's power to choose and inform their power to choose by being present in the midst of their life and in the midst of their crisis. Mm -hmm. And and that's what Jesus chose to do. And that's what the church is called to do. The church isn't called to be relevant. The church is called to be present. You know what I mean? Because the world still has to figure out whether or not we want you to be relevant. Because Jesus said, there are those who accepted him, but then those who didn't, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus is basically saying like, well, they didn't want to (laughs) choose. You know, and I think that that's what we have to do. We have to we have to be honest and rethink what are we actually called here to do? What is it that we're called here to be, you know? And um, and I think once we can do that and we can do that in an honest way, then we're going to be on to actually doing what the Lord wants us to do in this world mm-hmm. and being what God wants us to be in this world. Yeah. I feel that that's where it starts.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's awesome Man, what a note to start season 3 of the podcast with, hey? That's amazing Thank you yeah. Well, listeners, you heard it here first <laughs> Unless you came to Converge That's which right You heard it pre-first <laughs> um, But that's okay because uh, we have Eddie, Eddie here with us And he's been sharing the the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit with us uh once again if you haven't uh chatted with somebody that went to converge please do um i'm sure they'd love to share what they learned from eddie and from god this this weekend um with that eddie thank you so much for oh joining man, us it's been, been a pleasure honor. mitch thank you for having me
1: back for round two no not a problem a <laughs> looking, pleasure, out, a looking forward to
0: a possible round Part three, three. You know? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll keep that available yeah, man. Yep. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah thanks so much for joining us listeners uh This has been the Salt Creative Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Join us next week. We'll be releasing again and uh, we're looking forward to having you. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And with that, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Salt Creative Podcast. As always, rate, review and subscribe. It all helps. And if you see us around, shout out. We'd love to connect with you. We'll be here again next week. We hope you'll find us again.